0: time to get lit. Hello and welcome to another awesome week here at Light Above Solitude. I am your host, Kalia. I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode where we chatted with Heidi Nampkin about energies and how to start empowering yourself. Let me know what golden nuggets you've got by reaching out on Instagram. I'm at KaliaVQ, or you can leave me a voicemail at lightabovesolitude.com. Today, I am so, so happy to bring you one of my most favorite people in the world, my mentor, Gila Kurtz. I have talked about her in so many past episodes and I'm excited that today is the day I actually get to share her with you. It was no coincidence that I happened to partner up with her brand Dog is Good for my then new blog Front Seat Rider in the year of 2018 because that was the year of the dog and it has all blossomed and spiraled from there, and it has been a fantastic ride. Gila has truly been the leading catalyst of change in my life for Gila over these last few years, and it has truly been an honor to watch her touch lives across the world with her brand, her messaging, and just her go-giver ways. Gila Kurtz is a number one international best-selling author and serial entrepreneur who has found her deepest passion for working with dogs and their people. Following her career in education, she has built a successful dog training business and then co-founded the award-winning lifestyle brand for dog lovers, Dog is Good. Along with her husband, John, Gila takes the brand from startup to seven-figure company, which can be found in retailers across the U.S. and licensed by many, many manufacturers, including Skechers brand shoes, which if you were ever on uh, my business, Front Riders Facebook page, I do an unboxing of the shoes I got, which are adorable. You can also check those out. She currently leads the Dig Direct Division, a direct-to-community business concept that is changing lives one dog at a time. She is also the recipient of several business awards, including recognition as one of the top 25 women of influence in the pet industry and women of the Woman of the Year and Women in the Pet Industry Network. She was also featured in Success magazine, Forbes magazine, and the Glowwire Show. Gila is also the author of Fur Covered Wisdom, A Dog Can Change the Way You See the World, and the creator of the transformational program, Alpha Reimagined. Alpha Reimagined is a transformative program for women and her Dog-centric approach to life and leadership is completely authentic and relatable. She utilizes her skills as a canine expert and compelling teacher to engage audiences and inspire people to fetch a life worth barking about. So please, please help me give Gila a very warm welcome. If you just want to start off by telling people who don't know who you are, who you are. Okay, awesome. I am
1: Gila Kurtz. I am one of the co founders of Dog is Good, which is a lifestyle brand for the dog lover. Very simply, we make it possible for dog lovers all over the world to express how much they love their dog each and every day. I am also the creator of a program called Alpha Reimagined, which is a dog centric approach to personal transformation, closing the gap between where dog lovers are and where they strive to be and help them fetch everything they want in business and in life. And I'm also the founder of the new division of the Dog is Good brand called Dig Direct, which is an opportunity for dog lovers, nonprofits, and service-based businesses to be part of an amazing movement to change lives one dog at a time while creating a business of their very own
0: brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) You're a huge, huge person for habits and mindset. And you're here today to talk about how they coincide together and and what we need to know to get started with the correct process of making our habits and mindset work. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. I I mean, if you think about it, Kalia, everything that we experience if you, if anyone listening to this podcast right in this very moment just stops for a second looks at their environment looks at their physical health takes a second to evaluate their current relationship whether it's a love relationship or relationships with family or employee uh, employer relationships or coworker relationships uh, friends etc or look at your physical environment whether it's a home, a state that you live in, any of those things, where we are at any given moment is the culmination of all of our daily habits. And those are all determined by the decisions, by by the habits, uh, ultimately yield decisions that get us to exactly where we wanna be. And if we look around and we're like, oh, I'm not really loving this in this particular category of my life, then we have to evaluate. Well, what are the habits that got you there, and what changes need to take place? And more importantly, how can we chunk those changes down so they're easy to accomplish um, and, and not difficult? So,
0: yes. How do we chunk those down? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well, kind of big. <laughs> it's overwhelming when you when you when you do. You stop. You look around and be like, okay, well, I'm not happy in say my career right now. What got me here? Well, I don't give my boss 100 percent. OK, so so now what do I do?
1: Right. I think, you know, step number one, when we start to become aware, when, when that moment hits us of, oh, my gosh, I'm just not happy with this or I, I want more. I want to feel differently. I want to experience things, experience things differently we have to stop for a second and first um, not look at what we don't want or don't like about our lives. I think when we get so caught up in that, that's the easy part. That's the easy uh, uh, thing to, to address right in that moment, Mm -hmm. knowing that, well, when we focus on those things, we believe it or not, tend to create more of that for ourselves. But what we do need to do is identify in this state of awareness. Oh, this is something that I really would like to experience differently or seek some sort of change. Making the decision that number one, here's where I'm at, I would like to experience things differently is, is the first step. The second step is, well, what does success look like to you then? If you don't want exactly what you're currently experiencing, what is it you do want? And the challenge for most people in this world is they don't know what they want. They only look at what they don't want. Yes, we have to get crystal clear on what it is that we do want. Otherwise it's impossible to even create a system by which to chunk it down so that it's easily um, attainable. But once you have clarity around that, then it's looking at that picture and literally reverse engineering all the baby steps that yield change, because as you just stated, it can be overwhelming. Anything that involves shift change, um, Something different can create overwhelm. And the thing that we need to remember is we don't have to do it all at once. It's just one, mm-hmm. one thing it becomes that first domino that leads to another thing, that leads to the next thing, that leads to the next thing. And um, the habits are all these daily little things that are a way of being that make up who we are. And when we can select the one habit that yielded the original result, for example, let's say health and fitness is a goal. So if you have a habit of sitting down on the couch every evening and eating a bag of potato chips and drinking a bottle of soda pop or whatever that might be, that might be the first habit that you seek to shift. If the goal, if the habit change is, well, I want to um, go to the gym after work, maybe, you bring your gym clothes to your work and you change there and you go directly to the gym before coming home. I mean, just making some other simple shifts. And I mean, it goes so much deeper than that as far as uh, cultivating new habits and new, a new way of being, but we are such, we operate on such autopilot all the time. Mm -hmm. And, but it's very easy to catalog what your habits are. If you're, if you're aware and you just uh, look at uh, where Based on where you are currently, you'll be able to see exactly what those habits are. And then just pick one to begin to make those shifts and change based on clarity around where it is that you want to go with that.
0: Yes. And you have taught me a lot about habit stacking and I've touched on it in a few other episodes, but can you just talk about how we can use the tactic of habit stacking because we are in that, you know, autopilot mode and it's hard to start a new habit.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it could be something as simple as um, let's say you're seeking to take supplements for your energy or your health, but the supplements are in your cabinet. So, number one, they're out of sight, out of mind Mm -hmm. is making things very easy so that your brain does not have to think about things too much. But it could be the habit stack could be, uh, you know, you always go and get um, a cup of coffee in the morning. So in the, cu- in the morning you pour your cup of coffee and also right next to the coffee cup, uh, coffee pot are your supplements or your days worth of supplements that you may wish to take. And in that moment, you're actually um, taking it. So stacking that together. Or is in the example of you're gonna go to the gym after work. So the habit becomes um, close the computer, the workout clothes are right there, change into your workout clothes, now you're gonna go. Um, drive to the gym,
0: something simple like that. Yes. Love that. Love that. Um, As far as it comes to mindset, I've kind of likened it to manifesting because everyone's like, how do I manifest all these things in my life? Right. But I've come to realize that manifesting, you are doing it no matter what, whether you're manifesting the good or the bad. And I think that has a lot to do with your mindset and whether you're bringing what you're, what you're thinking into your reality. Can you speak a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, 100%. One of my mentors, um, uh, Bob Proctor, he always says thoughts become things. And there's truth behind that. We, we are a magnetic field. We are, um, our bodies are not standing still at any point. Everything has a magnetic field, a vibrational, uh, state, a frequency that we're all on at any given time. And uh, whatever we are thinking is 100% what we are going to align with in, in the external world. So when we are focused, as I was saying earlier, when we're focusing on the things that we don't want or the things that are creating challenge um, or frustration or discontentment or complacency, we end up getting more of that. We hear, I hear this a lot when people are, let's say it's a financial challenge, You know, oh, I can't pay my bills. don't have enough money. I can't afford that. It just keeps sending a signal energetically that um, makes it more difficult for one to uh, open up the other door to being able to bring the things in that make it possible to um, have enough, The, the door to abundance and that kind of thing. And a lot of people have a difficult time really wrapping their head around that but when they begin to focus on their thoughts or at least just notice their thoughts i mean i am very a habit of mine i will say is the habit of awareness is the habit of noticing where my thoughts are and being able to redirect them because i know which ones will serve me and which ones will take me down a path that will immediately create roadblocks and so i think um that, that mindset piece is key. We hear this constantly. Uh, the, we are what we think. And one, another favorite quote of mine is from uh, James Allen as a man thinketh. He thinks in secret, but it comes to pass his environment is but his looking glass. And what that means is, again, you can look around you and you know exactly where your thoughts are at any given moment because you have created your own reality. And if it's a reality that you're unhappy with, there is absolutely a very simple solution if you're willing to just be aware and willing to challenge yourself to shift your thoughts. But it goes deeper than that because the thought is really the first key. The second piece is that the thought typically will create an emotional response. It's literally the emotional state that is the magic solution to it all. When you're in a state of being that, is, um, that exudes not just positivity like a Pollyanna, um, but more, um, uh, you just feel good. You just wake up. You, you feel good. That feeling, that feeling good, uh, creates a wider range of possibility for all the things that you're trying to, um, experience or to accomplish for all of those things to unfold before you. But it's the feeling that a lot of people forget. They're like, If I just say, I'm great, I'm awesome, I'm full of abundance, you know, they're thinking it, they're thinking it, they're trying to think it into being and really mindset and heart are deeply connected. So when your mind begins to process something that you need to feel it in your soul and in your heart, and when it effuses it, when it emanates from that place, that's where the manifestations begin to happen.
0: Yes. Yes. So true. Cause there are so many people just trying to say the affirmations, but they don't truly fully believe it. And, um, I forget the guy's name, but there was somebody on another call who talked about affirmations. Yeah. If- Noah.
1: Um, his first name is Noah. Yes. hmm And I am forgetting, um, his last name, forgive me for right now. I have his book, uh, there's truth to that because you're telling yourself something, but consciously your brain's going, "Well, that's not true. I don't have proof mm-hmm. of concept here. I mean, I can show you a whole list of <laughs> proof why what you are saying is not true. I don't care how many times you say it." And so, there's a lot of truth in that when you're trying to think your way that way into a shift in an, uh, of your personal being. Um, you run up against challenges when you can um, even ask yourself the questions, you know. And that's something that I love to do myself. I always ask the question when I'm feeling frustrated or um, coming up against a challenge. It's the first question is, well, what's possible? If I'm if we're running up against this challenge, what's possible here? Um, asking your asking yourself questions that your brain then needs to answer. And then also that awareness of um, saying something and not actually feeling it, right? It's like saying, if you were to look at a, at a, at a stranger or somebody and, and say, I love you, right? You can say, I love you. But then when you look at someone or something like your dog that you really love and you're like, I love you. Like I'm looking at my dog right now. She's sleeping under my desk. You know, I love you. I, there's a feeling, I feel it. If I look at the coffee, you know, I love you. I might love coffee, but
0: I feel it, right? So. Wow, that's a great way to put it. Yes. So, so different than seeing a stranger.
1: (laughs) Yes. The thing that I would say about mindset, because I, being an entrepreneur, I'm connected with quite a few entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. And it's very interesting when you look at the questions that are being asked. I hear a lot of how-to questions all the time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Do I do this? How do I do that? How can I scale? How can I X, Y, Z? You fill in the blank. The how piece is kind of inconsequential to be honest with you, because the how is a very easy solve. If you don't know how to do something, All you need to do is find the who, who has the answer to what it is that you're trying to do. That's easy. But what most entrepreneurs that I'm connected with, not all, because several are, you know, they're, they're doing the work. What most people don't realize is it's not the how of anything or the, or the doing of anything. It all starts with the being, the being when you know, when you learn a better way of being, you will ultimately have the things, that the doing piece becomes so much easier. Um, If you are doing the doing based on your existing mindset, if it's a mindset that doesn't serve you well, um, if there's a whole bunch of limiting beliefs that tend to keep you stuck or take you to a certain level and then um, self-sabotage comes in, there's a whole lot of other stuff that are going that's going on and knowing how to do more of anything else isn't going to change that uh, we have to change uh, or adjust or transform our current way of being which has years of um, what I call a reinforcement history somehow you know that's already been established and uh, is our current operating system when we learn to address that and um, remove some of those limiting beliefs that are self-sabotaging, keeping us at a certain thermostat of success, then we're able to um, really progress past our, you know, glass, our own personal glass ceiling. So the mindset piece is the foundational piece. It is. You have to have the right operating system. And then the doing this of everything else will come to fruition so much easier.
0: Yes, I agree. That's one of the things that I've been trying to work on the most is showing up how I want my life to be. I can't just show up to how my life is now. I have to show up to I'm now a podcaster. I'm a business owner. How do those people show up? How do they feel every day? You know, what what activities are they doing? And that's been <laughs> a difficult switch, but once you get that into habit, Mm-hmm. everything starts being, everything starts attracting to you. Like I've gotten, I've gotten other podcast guests. I've gotten all these things because I just had that little switch. Like if you're going to put out a podcast, you are now a podcaster. How does a podcaster act?
1: <laughs> right. And keeping in mind too, that if you're, if you're a podcaster, the only way to be a podcaster is to start with your first podcast. Yes. Yes. Which- which leads to your third, which leads to your 20th, your 50th, your 100th. And so when you're looking at other podcasters or whether, or a, if it's something, if a listener is listening and they're doing something else and they're just starting out, you have to start, you have to get, going first. Right. And yes, you're going to look forward to others who are, have already paved the way, right. There's the, I don't need to know how to do anything. I need just to know who's already done it and follow the path that they've already um, burned before me. And uh, you'll get, you get there. Right. And you're absolutely right. You, you become that. um, and And then you show up that
0: way. Yes, it's funny, just a, just a side note. Um, when I started researching podcasting, I heard that 90% of podcasters only publish seven episodes. So when I was planning, I planned eight episodes and I said, I'm already 90% better than most podcasts that publish. <laughs>
1: there you go. That's such a great way to set yourself up for success. I totally love that. I'm, like,
0: I'm better
1: than 90%. Deal. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, you know, when you think about that, that's another habit. So at, for those of you who are listening, do you have a habit of following through or do you have a habit of starting something and not completing it? You know, all these little things are habits, but what's interesting about that is that those particular habits tend to often be um, at the um, drawstrings, you know, or the puppet strings of the mindset, the limiting belief, right? Yes,
0: So for the listeners who want to keep in touch, can you speak a little bit on where we can find you?
1: Absolutely. I, um, you know, for any of your listeners that might be dog lovers, um, I absolutely want to invite you to join our private community called Fur Covered Wisdom. A dog can change the way you see the world. That's a private, uh, just a private group on Facebook. One of the things that has always been a guiding force for me for the past six, seven years really has been the inspiration that I do get from the dog in my life that's currently sleeping at my feet here below my desk. And uh, through that, um, you can follow and gain access to the Alpha Reimagine program, which we are going to be opening the doors to that community again um, in March of 2021. So we're looking forward to that. And if you are a dog lover, you know, we encourage you to check us out at dogisgood.com. But if you're also a dog lover that is seeking opportunity, I'd love for you to connect with Kalia and learn about various ways in which you can uh, join a movement empowered by an opportunity so that you too can change lives one dog at a time.
0: Amazing. Do you have any closing words of wisdom on this topic before we hop into our uh, two closing questions?
1: The interesting thing on mindset mastery is that mastery takes thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of work. Uh, When one is looking to improve their health, they may change their nutritional intake with a a new diet, let's say, I hate to use that word diet, but just with a nutritional plan, whether it's keto or paleo or vegan, um, they're they're making this shift and change. And that happens over time and it remains with them the rest of their life. Same thing with mindset work. Mindset mastery uh, requires daily attention. And it's not something that you just read a book or you start to meditate and you're there. It's a mess. An extra, it's as important to you as breathing and eating is quite honestly. So just wanted to say that too.
0: Yes. That reminds me of a YouTube video I saw, I believe it's called why positive thinking doesn't work. I might have to link it in the show notes, but basically the guy had a, um, a jar or a pitcher of dirt, put in a cup of water. So the dirt is going to be your, your, grudgy stuff in your brain, right? The negative thoughts and the water is going to be your positive thinking. And he's saying, oh, just think positive. So we put in a a cup of water. Well, you still have dirty water. So basically he keeps adding water, adding water. It's still dirty. He just takes the hose and he starts filling the bucket until everything that's dirty comes out. And then you're finally left with clean water. And it's like that's all the time and the effort and the energy that you have to really focus in on that bucket to get all the dirt out (laughs) and it's a process
1: (laughs) yeah 100 that's a great that's a
0: great example yeah yeah it's really cool video awesome so i have two closing questions my first one is what makes you unique
1: (sighs) what makes me unique I don't know if this actually makes me unique because I think that there are so many people in this world that share these same traits. I just don't think it's as prominent as um, prevalent rather. I think it's as a trait, I would have to say grit. I am build with resilience. I'm a very resilient person, um, very, very determined person. So I think that that is something that makes me a little bit unique, but but again, it, it's not completely unique. And I, yeah, I mean, it's hard to come up with something as I'm sitting here thinking other than um, based on experiences in life, you know, different unique experiences. I think what makes me unique is the same thing that makes every single person unique is this one in gazillion billion chances that when our parents decided to, uh, you know, (laughs) create us that at the cellular level, um, everything is, there's just something that's just different. And, um, yeah, it's a hard question to answer. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. Um,
0: that's kind of why I like it.
1: (laughs) It is. It's a tough question to answer. Um, again, I don't know if this makes me unique, but, um, but I do operate this way. I like, I do believe that um, all people are good, Um, that at the heart of all, all, people truly want to be good human beings, that they all want to feel as though they matter and that their life on this earth had some sort of meaning. So maybe there's a little bit of that is unique too. I just kind of think all people, no matter what they're going through at, at the end of the day, are in essence um, good, even if their behaviors or, or actions in a particular moment um, don't exemplify that. that there's, there's other things going on there. I don't know. I, I just think that people strive to do something that gives their life some sort of
0: meaning. Yes, I love that. That is beautiful. I agree. I
1: just don't feel like that makes me unique. I feel like there's, uh, you know, other people feel those
0: things too. My second question is what lights you up?
1: Mm. Seeing other people come into their space of possibility, watching people that um, I've been able to connect with smile and be in their light. That without question is my driving force. It is my personal why. It's what gets me out of bed. Um, It fills my heart and fills my soul. Um, That is the best feeling in the entire world. Just to to see other people um, feeling contentment, peace, joy and um, watching them grow and transform that, that without question lights, lights, lights me up. Of course, Anytime I see a puppy, that lights me up
0: too. <laughs> yes. um, but
1: yeah, all of that, that that for sure is.
0: Awesome. Thank you so, so, so much for being here. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. You're the best. Wow. Just wow. So many awesome tidbits. Let me know what your favorite one was by sending me a voicemail at lightabovesolitude.com. And if you love all this talk about mindset work, habits, or if you just love dogs, I have left all the links to get more involved with Gila's work in the show notes below. I would also like to take a short moment to just chat to you about dig direct. Now, one of the most The greatest self-discovery and personal development tools I've had in my life has been entrepreneurship. Whether it's been starting my own Etsy shop from scratch or my business now, Front Seat Writer, each experience has helped me grow and better in so many different aspects of my life. So if you're a dog lover like I am, I want to offer you this opportunity to join a movement of changing lives one dog at a time. Not only is this opportunity to turn your passions and love for dogs and animals into a business or a side hustle, it is also a chance to connect with a community of like minded dog lovers on a mission to be a force for good. Dig Direct is helping dog lovers, retailers, pet related businesses, and even nonprofits create a hands off stream of revenue in a one of a kind way. So join the movement and start changing lives one dog at a time. If you're interested, go ahead and send me an email to kalia.digdirect at gmail.com. That's K-A-L-I-A dot D-I-G-D-I-R-E-C-T at gmail.com and let's chat. So until next time, friends, I love you. Bye. thank you for listening to today's episode. Let me take this time to remind you, stop dimming your light. Stand brightly because the light is all around you. You do not need outside validation anymore. Embrace every aspect of you and start living truly authentic to your soul. Everything you want is in the light above solitude. If you love what you heard today and you feel called to support my work, you can now do so by buying me a coffee. A donation is never expected, but always greatly appreciated by me and my pack. Your support keeps the content flowing and my platforms as ad-free as possible. So head over to lightabovesolitude.com support. While you're there, check out all the ways we can connect further with details on my monthly membership, motivational text messages, and links to all my socials. You can even drop me a voicemail by clicking the mic icon in the lower right-hand corner. Until next time, friends, I love you.